dishing out what they call banter and repartee. TC and Jake have become, in two short years, the most listened to rock and roll morning show in the entire Southwest. Welcome in, folks. It's a big one. It's our first show of June. I know you've been counting down the days. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I should have seen this coming. Flipping over to a new calendar. A major milestone for the IGN family. First episode four, like, of June. Three or four months in a row, I've been caught on my heels with calendar guy. It's because <laughs> I name the... I don't know how this hasn't come up before. Uh, why yeah. this isn't always thing. The name of the file that I type in immediately before starting is the date. So I always yes. have to ask myself, what day is it? It's usually the first time in... I don't know, that week that I've had to determine where I am and what I'm doing. Um, but I do know then. Yeah, so I do the same thing. But I also do that for my run sheet every day uh, for just being, like, alive. Yeah. It comes up a lot, like, what day is it? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't jump out to me all that much when we start a new recording. But thank you for reminding me that it is, in fact, June, DC. Is yeah. this where we pivot to Depp Herd? I feel like uh, it's, an unco- it's an uncovered vertical. Yeah. Um, definitely. Well, not in general. I think you're making a joke there. It seems like uh, most people have it covered. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's the day that it happened. I've, I've, my primary response is to, uh, I'm trying to talk myself into, like, don't give this any mental space that doesn't have anything to do with your life. There's no conclusions to be drawn. You're not going to be like better or worse the next day. Uh, but it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, like with everyone else so focused on it and this being the day that the actual thing is happening, I guess we can uh, go ahead and I don't know. It, I, I have, I'm always afraid in the time like I've, I've had like, I don't know, two conversations about it with people in my life. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid to have those because... I know that there's a ton of information out there and I don't know all of it. And so I'm constantly, you know, in fear that the other person is going to be able to like take out some fact that like totally turns everything I think on my, on its head. Cause I wouldn't right. be that hard to do. Um, but it seems to me like the basic thing. And I, I was appreciative that you, uh, you broke it down well for Dan. Like the, the trial is over one line in a Washington post op-ed where she's like, as a survivor of abuse, Right. Uh, and and his claim is that that ruined his Hollywood career. Not uh, not the Lone Ranger. Not uh, <laughs> fucking time after time that we had stories that he was like uh, too fucking drunk to stand, and like the right. whole crew's just waiting around while he's like I don't know fucking humming a punk rock song to himself or something like. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> not the whole ordeal where like. Even after the pirate movies were over, he stuck with method acting so hard that he just became a pirate. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's like, not why people didn't want to hire him. Not it's at because all. his ex-wife said she was an abuse survivor in like an op-ed it, that they didn't read in a subscription newspaper that is primarily read like in the Beltway. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I know they have great reach, but still, like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is. For me, the weird thing about it is uh, I, I, like you, have mostly kept it at like uh, a minute bowl level arm's length. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, is it's one of those type of stories where even people's responses 
to it from like a media ecosystem or like a critical cultural standpoint that I know to be correct even annoy me. Like, for example, it does make sense to say, boy, it seems kind of weird that we've had two pretty serious mass shootings in the past couple of weeks. And this is what people are primarily, you know, locked in on. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard than that. And I don't want to talk yeah. about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I mean, in some ways, in some ways, I can't get enough of it. I got my hair cut immediately before this. Oh, let me, I wrote it down. Let me tell you the sentence that I heard as I was, <laughs> as I was waiting for my hair cut. I, this is word for word. I'm telling you, there is more to this than we've been told. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, we're going to have to go to the... Like, I think uh, I just got an alert on my phone, as I always do when they post new content. Dude Perfect has actually pivoted. <laughs> to being, no way. To being a depth... Per- of course, no way. But I did see some no. story that was like, hey, like, all of the popular YouTube channels now are just covering Johnny Depp. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the, those are the people are... T- I think it's really popular on TikTok or something, but yeah, I don't I mean, know, man. TikTok's a wide world. It, I, I, it's weird because, I mean, in some ways, I have this complaint about all social media sites. Like, there's definitely times that people will be like, Twitter just can't stop talking about, and I'll be like, I'm on there all day. I haven't seen a right. thing about this. Uh, but I, I feel like TikTok because of the for you page that every person's experience is very individualized. Uh, so, you know, I try to avoid things like saying, uh, the only thing anyone's talking about at TikTok is bees. Cause I understand <laughs> it's just me. I follow the bee lady. So I get a yeah. little bit of extra bee stuff. They probably just mean like the bigger accounts, right? Like, like what even are the yeah. big account? Like, uh, I don't know. Just if, if you're on there and know. you're, and you're flipping, like if, if I'm on, and trust me, I'm on there for hours a day. And if, uh, <laughs> if, if not a single Johnny Depp thing comes up, then like, can you really say that it's just inescapable? Like, I, I don't know, it, but I'm sure if you do start to see stuff and like you watch it till the end and, uh, heaven forbid you hit like or something, then to you, it is all anyone's talking about. Whereas I'm still getting uh, tours of uh, houseboats. Really love any kind of boat-related stuff. Yeah, and bees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The bees. And bees. All, all, the, all the bee topics, that's what I get. Johnny Depp starts with a J. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, I suppose uh, five years ago he was still pretty famous. But, like, she was never famous. Yeah. Like, in, in a traditional sense of what you would say, like, if I ask a random person on the street who's just like your basic replacement level cultural consumer, would they know her from anything? I'm going to take the no. And then for him, you know, it's not like he's Tom Cruise. He's at least at this point, a step down. Although those pirate movies were like some of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. And he always just had like a cultural cachet. Like, he's just a very specific sort of guy. Like, he's the archetype for a specific sort of thing that really kind of has nothing to do with his acting or anything like that. That's true. That's true. I guess he he did have, like, you know, a thing. Like, he had a bit, which makes you a little bit more famous than your movies might otherwise indicate. So, Speaking of which, was it kind of, like, morally, like, how, how did you kind of talk through it playing baseball against him? Yeah, different. they're different people. Um, but they are, they were 
uh, from the same create a player mold. <laughs> However, until I find evidence to the contrary, which I'm almost certain will be in my inbox the second this episode is published, I'm going to say that they are the bizarro world versions of each other because Jack White's a sweet guy. <laughs> Yeah, he like, he does see like it's it's I weird know, because I, I, I would say him, that they're identical, you know? but despite them being identical, one of them I'd be like, yeah, he definitely hits women, and the other one I'd be like, not a chance. Yeah, and I know How that sounds that weird. I know, and it sounds weird because it's not like I know Jack White, but he just from being a him, fan, he, he seems like he's you know. I mean, maybe there's a woman or two out there that says he's emotionally manipulative. For he, sure, he don't hit anybody. That's just called dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making my fucking points is emotionally manipulative these days. Right. God damn it! Right, I'm trying to get a dub. Can I have an opinion? Yeah. No, it is very odd that they both came from the boy. We broke open the Tim Burton uh, <laughs> yeah. pack. Yeah, <laughs> and we got these two guys. But yeah, like the first time I heard that Johnny Depp was like drinking six bottles of red wine and hitting a woman every day i was like that is the least surprising news to me ever like, yeah there's nothing the idea nothing that he won a trial that hinged on whether or not he got blackout drunk and fucking took a swing at, like had like how dumb is this jerk like i don't know dude i yeah i like i said i i started from a good spot of like i don't really know much about this and uh it's just it's unraveling on me so i'd like to return to I don't know much about this. Well, I mean, obviously the upshot of it is, um, and you could see this happening just again from very distant arm's length over the past couple of weeks is just like, basically they're, the incels are, are putting a banner up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that sucks. You know, I don't, cause I, I don't think that the, <laughs> the outcome in any way exonerates him from, potential harm that he did to another person but you know if you read just the headline a tweet hey he won the case because he was awarded a, a larger settlement then you know the fuckboy brigade just says all right well he must be uh free and clear he didn't do anything wrong yeah it's a weird she's lying it's yeah. a weird outcome man like how like she's lying whenever he says he gets blackout drunk and hits it. Like obviously he does. He's Johnny Depp. Like yeah, that's like your whole bit. Yeah, like uh, you know the thing is, is like if this were a trial about like whose fault it was that the relationship was bad, like that's I don't have the first fucking clue. Like she seemed like I don't want to date her or be involved in any way. You know, like she seems like trouble to me. Uh, you know, no offense, like you're allowed to be trouble about whatever. Uh, but like, uh, that's not what it is, right? It's like whether or not she's allowed to say that she's an abuse survivor. And it's certainly like fucking, I don't know, dude, I, it, it's hard for me to imagine how someone would not allow her to say she's also, did, did it say like domestic violence or something like that? Cause it, I'm, I'm probably just phrasing it wrong and I uh, sloppily. Because uh, if it's just an abuse survivor, like, you know, who's not an abuse survivor? I'm an abuse survivor. I'm certain of that. Yeah, I think she used the phrase, that was it, a public victim of domestic violence. Okay. And that, that was like, violence. that was really the operative set off. You know what I forgot, which honestly should have made this trial one day long? I find I overcooking a pasta to be fairly violent. 
So, <laughs> okay, yeah, everybody's got their own. But I wouldn't you know say I, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. What I actually find to be uh, at least close to that uh, is when he formed Hollywood Vampires, the super group with Alice Cooper and Joe Perry. Yeah, yeah, that's violence against any number of people. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of let that slide as a society and i do remember when that happened and i remember at the time being like this is it for him i'm going like, to publicly identify now <laughs> as a victim of johnny depp's violence based on that right yeah right yeah oh the super group are they ever that super uh no you got like well yeah i don't even know super group is a little bit different than your normal like vanity project for like billy bob thornton right yeah yeah, yeah. like once you get Joe Perry and Alice Cooper. Now They're we're big talking names. Soups groups. Now, what, what else is going like? Which one of them is playing drums? Uh, they probably had another guy who wasn't so super. I guess. I, I uh, also actually, don't see no. any bass players. I just see three I, guys sitting there. I'd be like, I'm the big one. I can, I can almost guarantee you who is playing drums. Hmm. Either A, Travis Barker, or <laughs> B, Josh Freeze. <laughs> the, the guy from A Perfect Circle and... Or maybe Danny Carey, mm -hmm. but those are like the only three drummers who have existed in my lifetime. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they work so hard. <laughs> That's it. Hey, That's you know right. today's the uh, the anniversary of uh, Enema of the State. I did not know that. That's a big one, man. Twenty three years ago today. Yeah, no, probably I, the most formative album of my life. Uh, where I was in the car with the family, and the "What's My Age" again came on. And a uh, whole family was bopping along, which like seemed weird to me because I remember whenever it was like TC shouldn't listen to that. Of course. But I definitely uh, that the other thing that came to mind was uh, most of the music I like the first time I heard a song was almost always the nine o'clock cockfight. And I, I remember oh, yeah. the nine o'clock cockfight for What's My Age Again. I was I was in my parents room for some reason. They weren't there. Uh, like my dad always had a, a, a clock radio, uh, radio and, uh, you know, it, it was on the edge. It was nine o'clock. We had a babysitter cause I remember the babysitter being in the other room. So they were just out doing something at some kind of dinner. This and, is all uh, really hot. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Uh, I, I realized that the introduction of the word bedroom is what did it, but it, it was just pretty normal, dude. They had like a chair in there and a TV. That's all. <laughs> I don't think this podcast exists without Blink-182. Uh, do any of us exist without That's it? a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. But we had very different, uh, I don't know. We had different upbringings, but I, I do think Blink was probably the first thing that we were both like, all right, we can deal with each other. Sure. We can always come back to dysentery Gary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Did I tell you about watching the documentary? Did we talk about that on here? No, I don't think so. Uh, they MTV had some kind of show where there was an hour-long thing of uh, the making of the self-titled album. They like lived in a house. They rented out a house that they used as a studio and just stayed there. But like, yeah, so we're only like a third of the done with the album. Whenever they like had to leave the house. Yeah, so that actually. Uh, that released with the album uh and you okay. could buy the dvd and it was awesome like at the time it was tom was drunk like i don't know if that's the if they have the same shots in it or not but he just got a beer 
talking about aliens the whole time. It was the first time that I had ever seen. I don't think that part's in there, which is too bad. Okay. That sounds like it well, would be the best part. Yeah, and they were trying to figure out like where to do stuff in the house, like yeah, sound yeah, yeah. wise. I loved that, dude. That was it was really really cool. And they had it was like on a property. Yeah, and they're just like walking around on the property. It's that that was really Travis and even left though, for a tour. It's I remember like that too. They came, you know, like they just kept working. Like I'm like, how did I, I? That'd be difficult. I mean, I guess he's just such a chill guy that like no one's mad at him ever. But I, I would be like, we're working pretty hard. I hope. Yeah. You appreciate. You know, I don't know. They were fine about it. Maybe so, I would have been you, too if I was there. I don't know. Do you think our next move is to just make the whole podcast out of depths of Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, I'm not against it. That's easily my favorite new account of the last several years. I do like it. And I don't, I got, I, I want to know how it works. It's a great. Question. Is it just all, all tips, all hat tips? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's got to be somewhat that there's someone who earnestly just likes fucking reading weird Wikipedia stuff. Because I thought of this the other day and put it in my notes for today when uh, Ginny sent us that George Mason's law school briefly renamed itself as the Antonin Scalia School of Law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, without realizing that would make their the acronym for their school Ass Law. Ass Law, yeah. <laughs> and then someone in the comments, I don't mean to dunk on faithful listeners in the comments, but didn't seem to be understanding that it's... Like, yes, Antonin Scalia, like, if you just try to pronounce his initials, I guess it ends up his ass. But it's the fact that they put school. Like, you school, want to put Antonin yeah. Scalia school. Right. Uh, yeah. If you just move it to a school of law of Antonin Scalia, you're fine. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time on here on this uh, on this Twitter account. <laughs> what are your other faves? Uh, boy, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of it is, is, uh, you know, there's another one actually, what the hell, isn't there like a new one that's like no context American political history or something? Uh, if there is, I'm not familiar with it, but I'd like to follow that. That sounds good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I will find this for you at some point, but it'll, you know, it's like, senator in like the 1800s who died while having sex mm-hmm. and i'm like oh fantastic i never good i never knew about that yeah american oh it is uh ampol underscore moment crazy ass moments in american politics <laughs> uh their pin tweet for example is ruth bader ginsburg's fitness trainer doing push-ups at her funeral <laughs> 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 that sure is what their pin tweet is. Jesus Christ. And that sure did happen. <laughs> I I didn't know about it at the time. Oh, dude, yeah. I do. Or I did, yeah, because we were all holding her up as like and they had, you know, they had the documentary on her where she's like lifting one pound rubber weights and people are like, Yes. Yeah, I didn't uh watch a lot of documentaries about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I watched the one. You know, and I mean, you even just go back like a couple days and it's here's Biden meets BTS. <laughs> I do love <laughs> I I was uh, particularly fascinated by the Marine Corps Pride Month tweet. 
Oh my goodness, man! So I see they have that up here where they they had a they had a helmet with uh you know, more or less the uh, what you would call it uh, full metal jacket cover. Uh, yeah, but the the bullets, uh, the the rounds in the helmet, they're uh, the colors of the rainbow, which uh, does include purple, Dan. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it, when the brands get out of control, and then the military hires a brand guy. I think he was trying to say that only red, green, and blue are in the like like the he was. I think that he was landing on purple is not a primary color. A primary, correct, but. But the rainbow expands beyond the primary. Here's it a does, photo in 1995 does. of uh, the president of the United States of America meeting the presidents of the United States of America. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it's just Bill Clinton with the band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's I'm good. telling you. I think I may have confused these two accounts, but this is uh, this is a phenomenal follow if you're not on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll click it right now. So I did. Uh, I did want to do personal news for like a second. Uh, and I, yeah, I've been thinking about this for a while because, you know, I don't know why. Whenever I got a job that I didn't, uh, set, like, I don't know why I do anything. I, like most of my time <laughs> is is spent like interrogating, like, why did I do that? Because uh, I felt I felt strongly of like I shouldn't talk about this much. Um, yeah. And like, there's a lot of reasons, but like, not the asked, first time that's happened. Yeah, but if yeah, yeah. Uh, over time, I've certainly like it's become more of my instinct to be like. I think a lot of it's like once you talk about it, you can't take it back. Whereas yeah. like if you decide at a later date that you do want to talk about it, uh, then like you can always have that option. Um, so like it, it closes off paths whenever you bring something up. Um, I also definitely don't want things that I say on, like, I just, I want to, I, I operate as essentially two entirely separate people like on here versus at work. And I, <clears throat> I like that. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I think that talking, like talking about my podcast too much at work, uh, something I definitely don't do and talking about work too much on here would, uh, you know, like the, the harm that project. So, uh, I don't want to do that, but I think that part of it definitely was like, I don't really want to have to like uh, go through whatever. Like, I don't want to have to be like required to explain if I'm not working there anymore. Uh, and so I was thinking about like, should I bring it up or whatever? And I'm like, uh, if if your whole thing was like to make it so that you could just fucking not be at that job anymore and like not have to mention it on the podcast, then why now that you're not at the job are you mentioning it on the podcast? And I, I don't know. The answer, you know, my brain is a mystery to me. I don't know what people expect. Um, but yeah, they, and I, I also, uh, to get, uh, my severance pay, I, uh, am not, I agreed not to disparage. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, an that was an assigned document. So since I've never said who I work for, I think if I just keep on not saying it, that makes it considerably harder to, uh, prove to a judge I was disparaging. That seems, strong logic right uh, it seems strong logic and from from my perspective they're not going to sue me <laughs> yeah yeah I, mean, so. I don't think they'll sue anyone you know like they're not going to listen to this it's basically the same reason why i was fine talking about jack nicholson although i yeah. did someone sent me there was like a radar online story yeah. in 2021 where they were like yeah jack nicholson's lost it and i guess maybe just maybe some people saw it i don't know uh 
I had no idea, and I'm here to confirm the Radar Online story. Um, but uh, yeah, so on Friday or on Thursday, uh, the person above me at the uh, job that I used to have uh, put a surprise meeting on my calendar for the next morning at 9 a.m. Not good. Was, yeah, I was like, I, Not good. I know what this is. Uh, and then whenever I show up to the meeting, like it's, uh, them and the HR person, I'm like, what are we there there for? Even worse. (laughs) And, uh, the, like, uh, just the, having seen up in the air and like, uh, you know, creative portrayals of like this sort of work, uh, it, it does just, it's, it's in a way like fun to, to see like the actual thing of like, uh, the way it's phrased is like, we're here to let you know, this is your last day with the company. Like, what does that mean? I mean, I guess I know what it means, but like, it's not how anyone talks. (laughs) Yeah. You're firing me. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess the, I guess it's a layoff cause they're not replacing me. It seems to me, you know, it's one of those things. It's, I feel like it's impossible to find out the truth of any of these situations because it's the time in life, uh, probably like number one, although I get, you know, maybe if you're like Johnny Depp on the stand in the Amber Heard trial, that's uh, that's number one. But like, there's just not much incentive to be honest about what's going on. Like there's no trust on my end that whenever they're like, here's what's happening, that it's actually what's happening, you know? So like whenever they say, we think that we can just get this done by like shifting around the same responsibilities to the current people that are already there. Uh, then like, yeah, maybe they are, or maybe, you know, fucking you've decided that, uh, these are the people that are loyal. These are the people that aren't. And I don't know. I wasn't trying to be unloyal, (laughs) but it, it was a weird deal where, uh, you know, I mean, like I had the job in the first place because of, uh, connection through this show. Uh, that, you know, I mean, one, I guess I could say his name at this point, but I'm, I've, in the interest of the non-disparagement, want to keep everything as anonymous as possible. Um, and, and I also don't want to disparage. I don't want to, you know, present this neutrally enough, uh, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, the person on the podcast was essentially running an enterprise that, uh, you know, felt like could benefit from my expertise and he had like a specific vision for it and there was a whole big plan and really there was like a one month burst in like the company's history where they had a lot of aspirations and funding to go along with it and then uh i don't know changed their mind and like i just kind of happened to come on in that burst and so i always wondered i don't i don't know whatever else's salary was but it wouldn't surprise me if mine was an outlier, you know, of like, and so when, if, if that were the case, then I'm sure the second that they like, uh, you know, the afterglow wore off, they were like, oh, wow, this kind of stands out. We're, we're really mm-hmm. putting a lot into this department of the company. And so I'm sure that that goes on, but also the person who brought me in, um, you know, was also, uh, relieved of his duty several months ago. Uh, and at that point, it, you know, it's, you're trying to like it's just that that's a really weird deal right yes uh and so who knows you know like the degree to which it's i want the people that i picked and the people who aren't wondering because 
I don't know. I, I certainly didn't like when my friend wasn't there, you know? So whereas like, uh, I, I don't think they're bringing anyone else in. Um, but if they did bring in someone else, like that person would have the opposite feelings. They don't care that the person that right. they never met is there and the person who's now there, they owe their job to. So like, I don't, you know, I don't know that old thing. It just creates a lot of weird incentives. And I, but the, it just, I, I wonder if it's just me or if this is the experience of every working person. Um, but it, it, it is just like, I just look back at like the sweep of my employment history and it does give me such a now more than ever kind of feeling of like, uh, corporations are not treating us well. <laughs> like the only <laughs> job that like I didn't get like screwed out of, like the Pensacola thing where like the guy comes in and just like doesn't tell me during the hiring process they're about to run out of money, then like runs out of money. And instead of him going overboard first, it's me going overboard first, uh, you know, like uh, this situation. And then my entire time working at the ticket, it's a weird one because like uh, I left that of my own volition. Um, but I don't know. I, I felt like that was a uh, lesson after lesson that corporations are not your friend and that, you know, the, if you pour your heart into it, don't really expect for them to pour anything else back out at you. Uh, and so I, I don't know, man, I, I just, I, I wonder if there are people who like make it to my age without feeling like, like just being like, you know what, we're getting a pretty square deal here. You know what's interesting about that is <clears throat> I think it's probably pretty rare, uh, and I, I don't exactly know how big the company that I that I'm about to refer to, not by name, is. But I actually saw a good friend of ours through the podcast the other day, um, and he's not on Twitter anymore. But he was always a very active Twitter guy. He was a big off the record guy, sweetheart of a dude, and he was telling me about his new gig. And it sounded incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a money finance type type operation, um, but it's just so refreshing, which is weird because you'd think that might be closer to normal <laughs> or like the average account. But I was you'd like hope. genuinely so happy for him when he was telling me about it. That's and great. Just the setup that they had for you know leave and. You know, even just small stuff like getting like catering lunch a few days a week, like every week, not once every three months or something. I don't know. It was just cool. And I like wanted to hug him and be like, man, this is I'm very happy for you right now. <laughs> like which to an extent is kind of how I felt about you. Yeah, that's um, the weird thing. Up until the last few months. Yeah, uh, more yeah. than anything. But before that, I would just like honestly do because, you know, not to get all like mushy, but. I, I didn't know what was going to happen with you. I didn't know what was going to happen <laughs> from a work standpoint, you know? And like, well, now we're back there. But yeah, yeah I know. But at least you got like a good amount of compensation. Yeah. No, uh, the and, last and experience. Been awesome. Like, and, yeah. yeah. And so it made me honestly happier when you got this gig and I could tell that, you know, you were at least pretty engaged into it, but also making good money and getting good benefits. Uh, it made me as happy as anything that's ever happened to me, like in a professional setting. So yes, you're right. The flip side of that is I've been thinking about this a lot and it bummed me out and we were with each other over the weekend, but it was not a great time to be like <laughs> diving all the way into the, you know, we're around 20 people. We're all partying, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I just want you to be in a good spot, but what's 
concerning is that places that you end up in that you feel not just you, but anybody are a good spot are pretty few and far between. (laughs) Yeah, no, I would say that like that part of it, like it really adds a layer of, you know, my conviction that corporations aren't giving us a, aren't aren't like a, you know, they're not your friends (laughs) because like they really acted like my friend for a while, you know? (laughs) And, and like, uh, I did the same stuff the whole time. You know, like I, the quality of my work and like, you know, whatever they got to like, do you have any questions? I was like, do you think that the the product I was putting out was bad? And they were like, no, you know? So like, I don't know. I, I, I I just, it's, it's so weird to like have them come in and be like, and and it was, it was just, it was the perfect situation for a long time. I mean, certainly and through, you know, uh, the uh the the change at the top that uh ultimately did, did not seem to favor me um you know up until then it's like maybe i was wrong maybe they maybe the billionaires do care about us you know <laughs> i don't know i never really thought that but i was like i'm really lucky i didn't realize how good it was whenever you do fit into like a pocket of good luck like this I had never really anticipated that that was going to happen. Or I think when I was 20, I did. But like, you know, the the ensuing 15 years had beaten that out of me. And I was like, look at me, like doing the good stuff. And then just, you know, I don't know. It, it ultimately, it was like one year. The one thing I have been thinking over and over is if it does turn out that this, this was the aberration and like my actual like earnings are like, uh, you know, the level, the, the very paltry level they were before. At least I did turn this one good year into a pretty kick-ass home stereo system. Yeah, and the TVs are curved, and there's more <laughs> than one of them, and it's a low throw. A uh, long, long throw. Ah, damn it! I was so close. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. I just, I just want to be able to watch my movies on my goddamn long throw. Right, and think of this: uh, those teeth. Eh? <laughs> the teeth are good. The teeth hey, are good. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens if I do this because this is just ridiculous. Hey, we're recording. You remember? Oh, sorry. Do you want something from Chick Fil A? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks. Turning down Chick Fil A, huh? I'm not. Uh, yeah, you know, it's weekday, bro. Okay. Try to try to keep it a little clean, a little clean during the week. Anyways, what's your plan now? Go to the range, get something to eat. Yeah, you definitely. Soli- you're well, soliciting for a job right now is basically what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's the main point of mentioning it on the podcast, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's wa- how it fucking worked out before. Process. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, uh, next week I'm in, I'm in Gulf Shores, the fa- pre-planned family vacation. Um, so I, I don't know what – we haven't talked about uh, podcast schedule. I, I don't know what – you know, people should modify their expectations accordingly there. Um, you got all what, – what's your day-to-day? Saturday to Saturday. That's pretty sweet, man. It is going to be sweet. And it's a fucking perfect thing. Like, you know, just the fact that I had like Memorial Day, then like this week – like yesterday, uh, it was a real celebration of life through sports. I just I I woke up. I took Izzy to the Perot. Like we did as much as she could possibly want to do. Uh, we got lunch. We came home and watched like one show. And then uh, Philip was out of town, and he lets me use his pool. So we just swam for like the rest of the day, and then came home, had dinner, and she was tired. It was fucking perfect. That sounds and, pretty sweet. So yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll probably do that again tomorrow. Steely Dan's <laughs> in Fort Worth. Um, and go to the beach. 
yeah, and then I'll go to the beach. And if my head's not clear and I'm not feeling better at the end of that, then what's it going to take? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, before I just kind of like, uh, you know, I, I've gone through several years of like sort of like uh, staring expectantly at the podcast audience of like, you know, I'm not doing anything else. I'm not like on job sites. Like one of you just needs to send me a job. And then like eventually <laughs> they did. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could wait a year again, uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> someone sent me a job that just to, to be, cl- you know, to, to really give you the pitch, what we were doing was, uh, podcast stuff, not, not like me personally talking, but like managing the production and, you know, creative direction of, uh, a podcast network. And, uh, yeah. I, which is, that's I was a job now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them out there. Yeah. It's pretty tight, right? Like a lot of them. Uh, and so, you know, if anyone works at a company that has any need for those skills, uh, you know, the, the, the way it ended notwithstanding, uh, I feel like I could make a pretty goddamn persuasive case for myself that I kicked ass at it. I, I don't know what their expectations were. It's not like they ever told me like a number they wanted for downloads coming in or something, but I'm pretty sure if I would have nailed one down on them, they, they, where it came in on a pretty consistent basis was well above that. So He also, as you well know, save for a couple hiccups here and there, can handle a drone, you know, <laughs> can handle a GoPro. I've been wondering. Can handle Adobe Premiere. He's, he's a multifaceted, multimedia entrepreneur. I That's who I've, we're talking about here. <laughs> That's who you're getting. <laughs> a bargain at twice the price. He'll timeshare you a jet ski. I haven't had him sign off on that part, but <laughs> I think it would. I think he would sweeten the deal. That's what I'm talking about right here. Yeah, I've I've, I've half thought about what's it going to take to get certified because I I on the like I think you <laughs> certified. What the fuck does that mean for the the drone stuff? Like if you're oh making, I thought you meant on a jet ski. I was like, what no, do you want to go no. compete? Yeah, no, I mean that's that, those are my two plans: the, the drone and the jet ski. Uh, no, to do like a, like if your job is drone, like you need to have like a, a pilot's yeah, license for drones. Sure. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know what I'll do, but uh, you know what I'll do? Whatever you, good listener, are willing to pay me to do. That's um, right. But yeah, so I don't know. Probably uh, airport rides are open. That's, there you go. That's also an announcement. Back in the mix. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anyways, I don't know. I, I am just, I am grateful for the experience. You know, it, it was cool. Um, I've, I've never enjoyed a standard of living like I have for the last year. And uh, this is dope. It's eye-opening. It's dope. It's also like, I did think that I was going to get like private jets everywhere I went once I <laughs> broke into this. And it's uh, it's pretty far from that, but that's okay. Uh, what it is, is is fucking great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. And for me, like just my, my perspective on this, we never really like got that much into it uh, a month and a half ago, two months ago. And a big part of that is, you know, I still work at the company that I was working at before. Yeah. So doing the same thing. <laughs> It doesn't really behoove me all that much to get specific about any of the stuff uh, that went on. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious from anybody who listens to this show for for sure. But even like a more passive listener that I mean, I wasn't at work for a few days. You mm-hmm. know, it was in the middle. I mean, we flat out said when I got back that it was contractually re- uh, related. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was super tough. It was probably like the hardest thing i've ever gone through from a professional standpoint 
it's just there's nothing I can really say about it that I think would be a smart thing to do uh, and really would be like an honorable thing to do at this yeah. point. There's just to me, there's just no point in it other than to say it was extremely really honestly at the end of it physically taxing like that. You know, <clears throat> I'm sure anybody who's been through something pretty tough from a, an emotional uh, or mental standpoint knows like that does start to affect your body. Like I was like inflammation <laughs> type things are affected by stress. Yeah. And so, yeah, I felt bad for a couple of weeks, just, just trying to sort through all that and, and just talking too much. And it's, it's hard, man. I mean, it's a tough world out there. It's incredibly tough, man. But I also don't owe Johnny Depp $13 million. That is one of the big benefits, most definitely. Yeah. There's a lot to be grateful for at all times. All, and I am. Yeah. You sent me uh, an awesome video of my kid in the water this weekend, uh, figuring out what a GoPro is. <laughs> yeah, she had a lot of questions about the exact which, size. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I, I smiled. I've watched that video like 10 times today since Kristen sent it to me. So That's awesome. I don't know. I'm not trying to be uh let's just try to look on the bright side guy here because tomorrow I probably won't. Um, my cousin won like half a million dollars playing cards. Wow. My Way brother just tw- tweeted that. And uh, I, yeah, we should get him on sometime. I'd love to. We've, uh. We've had him on the air before, but a yeah. longer form version of just like how exactly it is that you become guy who can win money playing cards. Does he ever come out here? Not that often. You know what's weird? And I don't think this is like, I think it's okay to say this. Pretty much I believe, because he really had no connection to here ever. Yeah. Uh, his dad. He like grew up in Denver, right? Denver, yeah. His stepdad lived here for a little while, but I think he was already in college. Mm-hmm. His stepdad and mom lived here when his stepdad was working for a media company here, but I think he was already in college. And then, man, I'm pretty sure he's told me before that the only real time he spent here, like, it might have been after, uh, like, did the government, like, crack down on online poker or something? Oh, definitely. At some point? Yeah, yeah, so when that happened, he would basically just travel around and playing playing like house cash games that's tight which is a pretty harrowing experience from what he's told me about you know like you're going to some house in the m streets that's worth three million dollars four million dollars and there's just a guy with a gun at the door yeah yeah and you're just there to play for straight cash (laughs) like it's a very interesting existence definitely uh it wasn't like nice m streets but i i did pickups from uh poker games as an uber driver really like you know i'm rolling up at 7 a.m for someone who's Jeez, clearly dude. been there for quite a while Just grinding all night huh yeah well i'm pulling for you dude thanks and, man. uh you know hit him up if you can help He'll yeah. edit your video. tc at it's just banter.com is my email address that would probably be the best way to contact me Okay, cool. I got to bounce, but we'll uh, knock out another episode tomorrow. All right. All right. See you, brother. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.